podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I feel a bit nervous, yeah. You're, not right. you're not right without notes. It's a big podcast. Eight yeah. o'clock, no notes. I'm wondering what you're going to say, to be honest. <laughs> I'm wondering well, what your involvement's going to be in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's it was already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream. Ian Taylor said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life. My theory on referees is you give them the nicest changing room in the stadium. It's just the most bizarre oh, thing right. I've ever heard. Hear me out, hear me out. I cannot believe Gabby had bond horse. That's crazy, That's isn't terrible. it? That's terrible. Yeah, we may well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with cardigan-enthused Tom Julian on my right and me in a rabbit jumper. Apologies in advance if this podcast is an absolute nightmare. We've never recorded this early before, and I'm going to be honest, when the alarm went off, I was not happy. And you got an extra 45 minutes compared to me who had to trek across London. Not that I'm bitter, but uh, nice to see that you're celebrating the uh, year anniversary of the rabbits coming home. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've had them. I've had them as Manchester a year now. I'm sad, it's nice, sad nice, that nice I that up. Nice knowledge from you, Tom. You post too much on social media, that's your problem. Well, Tom, I've got a brand to build, so that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. So the rabbits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's massive news. The notes, once again, for the second week in a row, um, the, the podcast was delayed, not through any fault of our own this week. There was a couple of booth issues, but job. it worked out in our favour because massive news, Dean Smith, John Terry, through the door... Um, last night and and we were planning to record yesterday morning so still had to get up ridiculously early yeah my alarm still went off yeah but the news is good for Villa View because uh, because we we get to talk about Dean Smith yeah and a very odd announcement time that obviously has done us favours in the podcast uh, realm of things but (laughs) yeah 10pm to announce a manager I don't think I've ever seen that before no it it seemed very odd and, and to be honest, I'm glad that we know the news for again for for podcast reasons. But it doesn't. Why did you just announce it Thursday at eight a.m., nine a.m.? Leaks, maybe. Not the not the vegetable. So much, <laughs> the fact that like, people always find out, don't they? And then eventually it will get leaked. But there was so much gossip around it anyway. It was like, oh, it's definitely going to be on Rio. Oh, it's definitely going to be uh, uh, for Rio. There's definitely going to be this and that and and whoever. So really, the the leak at that point, nobody knew what was going on. So that didn't really matter. Anyway, annoyed me all that did. Like, okay, I, I get that Henri probably has turned it down because, from what I heard, that was the. He, he seemed to be the main target and the one Villa were talking to. Yeah. But then after that, basically, I think that it works that you invite people to come down for like an interview or a chat and obviously they wanted Rui Ferrer to come down. I'm not saying they wanted to give him the job, mm. maybe come down for a chat and then he says he doesn't says he's happy with what he's doing at the moment. And then it's like his big headline news, another manager's reject, rejected the Villa job. Well, they haven't. They've just rejected coming down and having a chat about it. Well, that kind of is a rejection, though, isn't it? If you're not going to have a chat about it... They're not necessarily going to be offered the job. They just wanted to talk to you. Yeah, I see what you mean, but it doesn't really matter now, does it? Because most fans, I think, will be very, very happy with the appointment of Dean Smith. Uh, He leaves Brentford. John Percy reporting that it's only 300 grand in compensation. It's a bargain nowadays. I mean, if that's true, then then that is an absolute steal, especially compared with what we paid um, for managers in the past, mentioning no names, McLeish. And are probably still paying now in wages. Very much so. So, Dan, talk us through it. Dean Smith, John Terry, feels a bit like, I don't want to say it, but a dream team. Yeah, I'm quite surprised that it's John Terry with Smith. I felt like John Terry with Henri 
made sense if it had been Rui Ferreira with John Terry. That that made sense as well because they knew each other. But Dean Smith's had coaches with him throughout his entire managerial career. I mean, there's nothing to say that they still won't arrive. I imagine they're taking caretaker charge of, of Brentford at the moment. But I wasn't 100% convinced that Dean, Dean Smith would want John Terry on board. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to explain this Not at this time of the morning. It's bound to come out completely wrong. Yeah. But you kind of feel like that was already decided, John Terry. So he's, I'm not saying Dean Smith's not happy about it, but I don't think that would have been his choice because it's already he's already there essentially. Yeah. And you feel like it's the because he's such a such a big name, and with all due respect to Dean Smith, I'm very very pleased we've got him. He was who I wanted this time last week mm-hmm. when we did the podcast. Dean Smith's not a massive name, so having the the big name underneath him, you you think who you know wants to be a manager. One day, in some respects, you feel like that could be seen to un- undermine him. Do, do you get what do you get what I, I do, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't think that will happen. John Terry's a very respectful person, I, I think, and I think he'll be pleased to work under Smith, and mm-hmm. he'll he'll like learn stuff fr- from him. Smith's a former centre back as well, isn't he? They hopefully have that kind of. I don't know if they know each other previous, but then there might be some sort of relationship there. Yeah. Centre back. Reunion. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a very, very good appointment. I don't, I don't yeah. know what you think. And in the the main, looking on social media last week, the, sorry, last night, there was a few complaints, but nothing too heavy. I don't really see how you can complain at this point. When I mean, Dean Smith has done a wonderful job. He did a great job at Walsall, um, a great job at Brentford. Made them like really adopted the total football approach, which is so exciting as a Villa fan, having um, seen pretty poor football for six, seven years at this point. Um, it's great to great to have somebody in that wants to play fast, attacking, fluid football. We've got the players to do it. Um, John Terry coming back is another boost. Um, I just don't see where the complaint lies at this point. I mean, if we get battered by Swansea and then QPR, then then you can have... Well, you can't really complain after two games anyway, but there, at least there's something to complain about. Right now, everything's looking up. But that could happen. It could happen. It's going to take time. He's not going to come in and be able to implement a philosophy straight away. Well, you say that. these Villa players. I did a bit of a deep dive. Oh. And uh, when, when he was at Walsall and he took over... He took over in January at Walsall, and then by the 29th of January, they beat Bristol Rovers 6-1. Oh, really? Walsall's best ever result. So I'm hoping for a 6-1 win at QPR, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anything less is a failure. Because some people say that uh, Brentford have got that set philosophy anyway. It's not, he's the coach, but if he leaves, it doesn't change, and the manager before him, Warburton it doesn't change. Job, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I like Warburton, he's a, good, he's a good manager. So they've got like this, this set way, but apparently it was the same at Walsall. Mm. Yeah. They had a very, a very attractive brand of football and he got got them into the playoffs and they've not really been near there since. Well, they were when he took over, they were bottom but and they were, uh, I think, nine points off safety and he managed to save them. Obviously, it took a lot of effort, but they beat Southampton in, in the process and, and, and managed to just stave off relegation. Obviously, Villa is a slightly different scenario, but we, we have the players ready to play and we saw it in, in little spells last year that Villa can play in that way. I don't think there's a huge... Obviously, it is going to take time for him to bed in and, and get his philosophy in, but John Terry obviously already knows the club and I don't think it's going to take that long for these young and uh, quite acutely aware players that attacking an exciting display of football is is not that far away. No, and I think I actually think the John Terry appointment is a pretty clever one because the assistant manager is normally the man in the dressing room that gets the gets the dressing room right. Mm-hmm. Well, who better is the 
to do that because we saw what he did as captain last last season. Him coming in with some authority as assistant manager, the players all respect him. Every single one of those players at Villa will respect John Terry. So having him as the confidant in the dressing room, as it often works in, in football, I think that that's a massive, massive thing for Villa. Do you think? I haven't seen this at all at social media, but my first thought was it's a bit of a shame he's retired, isn't there? Oh God, yeah. Isn't there? But isn't there? A advantage to having John Terry play as well as as be an assistant manager and learn his trade, or do you think John Terry just wants to be solely focused on management now? Probably tunnel vision now that he's he, he hasn't played for a long time. Now, when people were saying towards the end of the season that he was struggling a little bit, I didn't see that myself. Mm. He, he struggled a little bit against Fulham as we as we all did. But as we've they been did. struggling massively at the back. Oh, we I mean, you were there with, with me on on Saturday. Yeah, the, the defending's just non-existent. At, at times, it's clear where all our problems lie. Though I must say, actually, we we're not very good going forward either. Right now, but. There's merit for him playing because we haven't got any any centre backs. But yeah. he obviously wants to come in and focus fully on his coaching. So so fair play to him. I still hope that we're going to bring in a free transfer centre back because although I don't think they're the world's best, they're centre backs, and we were crying out for someone. I mean, another player playing out of position on Saturday, Alan Hutton playing left centre back. I mean, we're going to concede goals. Not, it's not a dig at Alan Hutton. It's not his position. Oh, we're going to concede goals. And Axel Twanzebe is so young. He looked he looked a bit naive and he needed somebody experienced with him, next to him. And Alan Hutton is not that guy. Uh, I mean, Twanzebe was one of the better players. I'd say on Saturday, but he was very up and down. <laughs> Which one, doesn't say a lot. One minute he'd be doing something really good. The next minute he'd be doing something disastrous. Well, let's come on to, to Millwall in a little bit. I just want to... Okay. Um, John Terry obviously retired last week officially as a player. So, um, obviously, that's a bit out of date now. But it was interesting that he, he doffed his cap to uh, to Villa in his retirement. Message via Instagram. Uh, it was a privilege to represent such a renowned football club with great fans. That's what he said about Villa. And I look forward to the next chapter in my life and the challenges ahead. Do you think he already knew at that point that the Villa job, whether it was obviously not the management job, but, but a role in the coaching setup was on the cards? I'd imagine so. It seemed like the owners wanted a name, but obviously the links with Henri. Mm-hmm. Without him becoming manager, John Terry is still that name. He's, in a, he's, he's still got that, got that pull and he's a, a big name that will attract a lot of attention. At, at the football club, I think, it, I think it could be a really good combination. I really do. I, I, Dean Smith ticks... A lot of boxes that Villa fans were were crying out for. A lot, a lot of things people were saying Bruce wasn't. Dean Smith does all those things, so he's got a he's got a brand of football. He's got a set way of playing. He, he's he's a Villa man. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a massive massive Villa fan. His family are all Villa fans. I think his family still live in the area, and he stayed in digs up here. Sorry, down here. Yeah. Ju- during the week, he kind of fits into that modern system. Am I, am I right in thinking he's a head coach rather than a manager? Yes, he is. Yeah. So he fits the sporting and he's, direction, and he's yeah. used to working under the, under those realms. Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense as as well. He's a heavy believer in promoting youth players and, and getting a y- young team mm-hmm. as well. So Villa fans, the academy players have somewhat stalled in that a lot of them are now too good for the under twenty threes, but they weren't getting a look in in the first team. Yeah, I mean we haven't got. Many centre backs or, or a left back at the moment. I can't think who the left back is for the for the under twenty threes. But you imagine he's going to come in straight away and think, well, well, if we haven't got a left back 
that can play my attacking brand of football, I'll go and get one from the 23. Was Mitch Clark playing there last he, year? I think he might have been playing right back, but he's played, he can play left played back all, all across, didn't he? Because he definitely played left back for Villa. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah, played yeah. left back for Villa. So suddenly, people are like. I think in, there was a good interview with Scott Hogan in the Daily Mail last night. He said it's now now a really interesting and, and exciting time at Villa because players that were the manager's favourites and that were get were getting picked have kind of got to start again and prove themselves and then the, the players like Hogan and Lansbury who weren't getting picked at all had nothing, nothing to play for during the week because they knew they weren't going to get picked they, they they come in and they've got they've got a clean slate and I'm really excited for Hogan because we have not once really tried to play for his strength apart from a brief period last season where he did score goals we have not played to his strengths yeah. at all and here straight away we've got a manager we've got a manager who got 21 goals in 27 games out of him yeah, so that that's exciting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what he can do. I s- Dean Smith has a slight headache now, doesn't he? Because, like you say, he's he's got the best out of Scott Hogan before, and Hogan, Lansbury, these players will be energised. Even potentially uh, players like Ross McCormack may may see a, a, a sliver it's of light. There is a. He's in Australia. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know when he comes back, but he's in Australia at the moment. Is he? Yeah, he's gone on loan. Oh. Well, you've, you've struggling with that. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm almost 100% sure. I so thought another, gonna, another player went to the same club. Dilat went to Australia, yeah. and I'm pretty sure McCormack did as well. Maybe I'm wrong. Very unlikely, though. <laughs> yeah. You do that. I'll, I'll just talk to myself, shall I, while you... Central Coast Mariners, you're right. Thank you're you. spot on. Thank uh, you. OK, so maybe he'll be back in January. Um, but... Dealing with the players that we've got, then Scott Hogan looking forward to, to uh, reuniting with Smith, Tammy Abraham, who's looked sharp but underfed, uh, Codger, who again needs a little bit of a new lease of life. There's going to be a selection dilemma if all of these players are up for it and feel motivated to, to play well. That's a quite a nice headache to have. Yeah, I think if I'm right, I might be wrong in saying this. I think Dean Smith likes a bit of rotation. Right. As well, he doesn't keep the same team every every day because of the, every game. Sorry, because of the demands of the of the, of the football, it's a high intensity football. I think he's quite fluid in his in his, in his changes and, and and stuff. So he's, I said last night on Twitter, it'll be absolutely licking his lips at the striking and midfield positions. He'll be looking at that and thinking, "Wow, I can really these guys playing the, the type of football I I want them to play. That could be devastating." But he'll also look at the defence and think, "What's happened there?" Mm. Like he's very very uneven, like the numbers wise. Yeah. One left back, two centre backs, a million right backs. Like it just it doesn't work, does it? So yeah. he's gonna have a job with getting that right. That, yeah. That's gonna be difficult, and that's why I say people need to be patient with him. This season could very well not be the season where we're challenging for top six because he's, as I say, it's gonna take time to, to build and time to to get his messages. Across us, obviously we're only two points off top six, which seems baffling when we've won one game. I'm 15th in, in, in 11, and we're sitting 15th in the table. I mean, we just pulled the the table up on the computer screen, and we, on the first like look, we couldn't even see Villa. You can't, I can't see Villa. They didn't fit yeah. on the screen, and that, that's embarrassing. Four points off um, the top. Is it four, the top six? Is yeah. it four now? Oh, yeah, because yeah. we lost at the weekend. Also, update: uh, Ross McCormack. It's gone on a year-long loan, so he won't be back for the first year of Dean Smith. And uh, we're all right in attack. It's not you, like oh, we won't be. But I was just kind of making the point that there's a lot of players there who will think that they've got a bit of a second chance. Andre Green on loan, I believe he can come back in January. Right. I'd hope a couple of the youngsters can come back in January as well, like Clark and Sunniman. Because just in numbers terms, we don't we don't have enough. It was silly to let them go on loan because we're losing. Well, they could be building up their careers and. 
I don't think it would be any worse with them in the team. Well, if I'm being honest, new players like Neeland and, and El Ghazi. Um, do you think they're excited by the new manager, or is it, it must be a bit weird when a manager signs you and then then he leaves almost straight away? That must be quite a, a difficult process. Obviously, Tammy Abraham had the old emoji with the steam coming out his nose, uh, the frustrated emoji, if you will. Um, but I would see his excitement at, at the, the prospect of Smith and Terry. These players that don't really yeah. understand or don't know perhaps so much about Dean Smith and never played with John Terry before, they must feel a little bit um, anxious about their, their place in the role, especially Neyland, who's had a, a tough start, start to life at Villa Park. Yeah, but there's probably re- reasons for that, isn't there? He might give him a bit of a refresh mentally that, that, that might help him. I'd imagine he'll start off as the, as the goalkeeper. I mean, to be fair... I can't remember someone was talking to us about Sarkic at the week and I can't remember if you were there still no. at that point saying he should he should be number one he's a class act Dave Smith might come in take one look at Sarkic he's very good with the ball at his feet and think actually I fancy him mm. to, to, to go in goal that's interestingly Dan Smith had just dropped his uh, his number one goalkeeper at uh, Brentford Bentley really he'd made a couple of mistakes he's very good with his feet Bentley good distribution he made a few mistakes and they put the other keeper in Daniels over, over the last few games, it was a bit like us when we randomly threw a bun in. Yeah. From nowhere. So it's, it's a clean slate for everyone. You could well find that Sarkic comes in and he's suddenly the number That'd one goalkeeper. But yeah, I think, I'm not going to name names, but the players, I think the players are, are happy with the Dean Smith appointment. I think I think it's a really, really clever appointment. I wasn't convinced that we were going to go that way. Mm. I mean, he drifted out to. 18 to 1 yesterday when the Henri news broke, and I, I looked at it and I thought, I want it to happen, and I thought those odds are very, are very, very long. So I just been chucking a bet on, nice, and winning, winning some money, which was, which was good. That's why we're going for 8:30 a.m. beers after this, is it? No, we will not be going for 8:30 <laughs> uh, flat whites. You were, str- you were struggling to stay out after the after the Millwall game. In fact, you, in fact, you did a runner. I did a bit of a runner. Yeah, we got separated on the train, didn't we? And, I think uh, you did that on purpose. I definitely didn't. No. I was walking with. Uh, I can't remember who I was walking with. And then, anyway, you guys lagged behind. And then there was a train literally going home two minutes later. And I was like, ah, do you know what? I'm gonna, gonna we got off the train, text off Tom Julian. I've but gone home. I thought they had typical, typical Thomas. Well, you know, wife seven and a half months pregnant, mate. I don't know Dolan didn't start very late. Did you start? He stayed late? for one bit. I was home by nine, I think, maybe 9.30. Okay. Me and Aston stayed up. Was I home? 6.30? Something like that? Yeah, you probably did the right thing. I definitely it was, did. It was hardly joyous spirits in the pub afterwards well before we get onto that let's just talk about one guy that we haven't spoken about um, um, admittedly one, one man that we don't know too much about at this point Jesus Garcia Pitach good name strong name I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly uh, it's going to be the sporting director uh, at Villa Park as you mentioned before Dean Smith has worked under sporting directors before so the whole thing fits together it, it kind of feels like for the first time since the new owners came in that there is a semblance of an organisation rather than just throwing ideas yeah. at, at things. Uh, I've got to commend them actually. They got that. They've got that appointment done pretty swiftly. Yeah, I'd, there's. A, there, I think there was a few people on Twitter, and myself included, to be honest, who were a little bit wary about the new owners. Foreign ownership is something that I'm, I'm trying to take more seriously. Not just seeing the money and going, this is this is it. And the way that we've been playing was dreadful. But the fact that we were kind of floating around. Sixth still kind of made me feel nervous that the owners would just kind of keep waiting and seeing. And to be fair, they've they made the decision maybe a week or so late, but then they've, like you say, 
caught up with themselves and brought in two two proven guys in Terry and Smith obviously Terry not proven in management no, but, but proven in the dressing room and Patach who is a former Valencia guy I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about him because I because I don't but it's a it's a system that Dean Smith is happy in and that that is something that I can definitely get behind. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I got a bit carried away with the with the on race stuff. I, I did like the thought of that. It was an attractive appointment, wasn't it? Obviously, one of the best players has ever played in the Premier League. But we, we both said last week. I think the sensible, logical appointment for what we're trying to do would be would be Dean Smith. It's not often Villa go down the logical route, so that that's pleasing as mm. well. Like you say, it feels like instead of just chucking mud at it and hoping something sticks. There's a, there's a structure mm. that works and that, that is the, the correct structure and it's a more modern structure. You kind of feel like Villa are, are moving with the times a little bit. Well, the only the only link left that doesn't quite fit, I think, is the Mendes link still. So now we've got Smith who's going to bring in, hopefully bring through the youth and, and have those players. Patach is a is a Mendes guy, yeah. uh, according to reports. Um, so how we balance bringing in fairly expensive foreign talent with with our own development is something that still needs to be worked out and I look forward to seeing the plan for that with Perslow and, and the new manager. But Dean's kind of used to that, isn't he, at Brentford? Because I don't think he chose all the players right, that they bought. I think that's what Brentford did. They, they'd bring the, the players in and Dean Smith's the coach who'd yeah. gone and worked with them. But there, w- there will be a relationship. Dean Smith will obviously have to have a say in that at some yeah, point. Yeah, the manager always has a say. So, so just that's the only bit of the puzzle that maybe won't fluidly work but that's a relationship and Dean Smith by all accounts looks like a relationships kind of guy and, and hopefully that Patach and, and Smith are on the same wavelength and, and we get a, a very well organised well run and successful club again Yeah I'm really I'm really looking forward to it like I say it's something a bit we're trying something different we're trying to be trying to be modern I mean the, I'm trying to think the last, the last few appointments haven't really been modern appointments No the Demetrio, okay, I can see why we did that. It, it did, it didn't work. But this, I mean, it's nice to kind of beat Brentford at something by getting their manager because we haven't managed to beat Brentford since they've, yeah. since they've been, <laughs> since we've been in the championship. It's been a real, real struggle. But I kind of feel like we've got one over them. Not, yeah. that, not that I want to get one over them because I quite like Brentford. Obviously, they're very local to us. But they've always impressed me. And Dean Smith's teams, well, Brentford have impressed me every time we played them in the in the championship. So. He should be able to get a tune out of this squad. Mm. Really, really should going forward. Well, his first job will be to uh, to take charge against Swansea after the international break, and he's got a fairly big job to do as we've as we've talked about because you and I were at Millwall on Saturday with Dolan as well, um, and it was dreadful, wasn't it? It was so bad. It was a really another really really bad performance all round. Tammy Abraham scored a very smart goal. It was up the other end to us, so you and I were like. Oh, it was alright but then I watched it no, back it and it was really really nice as a kick finish and that was the last time we really tested Amos in goal for Millwall Bree had a chance uh, where he headed it just Didn't past like the post and like, it could have gone anywhere and, and, and was very well directed but just not quite well enough but like we said before at the back we were at sixes and sevens uh, Hutton and Twanzebe not playing together at centre back and not a centre-back pairing that I'd like to see going forward. And we just didn't win any headers, did we? Every set-piece looks an absolute danger. Yeah. It felt like we were going to concede. Every time a corner came in, didn't we? Yeah. Just not a clever performance. Not a, cle- not a particularly clever team selection either. Why, when we've got all these wingers, that the best Kevin McDonald could come up with 
was Horahan and El Mohamedi on the, on the wings. Obviously, everyone knows we we rate Connor and love him. You don't want to play left mid though. No. Well, even, even right mid makes more sense because he can cut in. Playing him left mid, you're just giving him nothing. At 65 minutes or so, we had four centre mids on, something like that. Yeah. It was just it was balmy. It just didn't didn't work, and uh, we had no width. Like you say, we were beaten to every head. And Neil Harris, Sean Williams could have added to Millwall's lead. And it Neil could, Harris, the manager, was going to come on could and score. Could have got worse. Did I say Neil Harris? Yeah. I've got Neil Harris in my Neil Harris is the manager. This is where the, the notes just don't work because you put things down that aren't true. Who hit the bar? I don't know, but it wasn't Neil Harris. He did well to, to, to strike one from the dugout. Right, I'm going to find out. It, it doesn't really matter. It, I don't think it matters to me. I think it's past the point of caring. Now, if you, if you care about this stuff, you've got to care while you're writing the notes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you. I do care. Second time I've been writing today. Bar. I'm not going to find out quick you're enough. Killing, you're killing the podcast. Yeah, that's killing too, the flow. It's very early, and I should say that I, I came out strong on Twitter and said that early would suit me. No, and so far, not so. It's fallen apart, So far, it? not so. I am going to find out who scored that, that oh, who hit the bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I said we should just skip the Millwall game. move on to Dolan Shoes? Because it doesn't matter anymore. Attack is, someone else. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the Millwall game? It was a, it was a depressing... I think we should talk about it a bit because we haven't spoke about it. I think fans are probably that weren't there would like to know what it was like. It was terrible. Yeah, it was. Really, it was really bad. It was. It was awful. Um, I felt Dolan's shoes summed up the performance. Yeah. So so Dolan wore these baths that were a bit baths. Uh, baths. That's what my dad calls them. Really baths. Good word. Yeah. yeah. Say them being called baths as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, which were made of some sort of linen. And to be honest, I thought they looked like blue slippers. Yeah, they they were of a suede or a faux suede, yeah. something like that. And um, definitely I, faux. Looking at the water seepage that had gone into them. So it started raining. It was even before it was raining. Just kind of the moisture in the air and on the floor, and these these shoes just looked soaking wet. And Dolan throughout was just like, oh, yeah, he wasn't having it. Was it? My feet aren't wet. And they were. They were soaked. Um, the socks and shoes are in the bin. Yeah, definitely. Definitely in the bin. He said he bought two pairs. As well, bought a red, red. pair, didn't he? Pair of ruby slippers. Do you think it's because he went one wants to go one claret, one blue at some point? No, I just he's a quite a flamboyant shoe man, yeah. isn't he? Dolan? He's always got a pair of flamboyant shoes. Me and Dolan share that. Share that. I mean, you could, I can't even, you, you just turn up. I mean, it's, the, it's standard stuff. I own I own about three pairs of shoes: running trainers, normal trainers, and a pair of nice I think shoes. I've bought three pairs of shoes in the last month. I just I don't see the point. Well. Clearly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the 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 big the big talking point of Saturday happened before the game, where uh, we were heading to the game. There was a few beers consumed, and uh, a fair few fans needed a needed a little bit of light relief. It did feel like everyone who got off the train went for a week, yeah. didn't it? And it's not a long train to South Bermondsey. It's like ten minutes, isn't it? Maybe we've less. been drinking all morning. Though. Yeah, and uh, so we went for went for a little wee. But you picked a inopportune spot, didn't yeah, you? It's a silly spot, I thought. People were walking down, and I thought, oh, why's no one going to that spot there? And I soon found out why no one was going to that spot. Turns out there was a big bunch of quite long and quite wavy stinging nettles. Yeah, I got caught in a crossfire. Yeah, so you had to you had hurt. to kind of hold up what you were going and then make it to the stadium and then go again. Yeah, it did hurt. I, don't know, I really needed a wee that whole day. It's tough. I took a lot of enjoyment out of the day. Yeah. I just kept needing a wee. That's the problem with drinking. Yeah, I'm not doing that again. No. I'm not going to drink before, drink after. A lot of people uh, noticed your uh, your issues as we were walking by, didn't they? Well, because I yelped. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't help. When the stinging nettle didn't caught me. incognito. Yeah, it was, it was... I feel like I can't be incognito either. No. Bad time to get recognised when you go for a <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it? It is. Yeah. First world problem, that, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a celebrity or anything, or anything like that. Uh, you are a bit. 
I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you're not a slippery, no. that's for certain. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that was relevant of this Millwall game because it was a disappointing one to watch. It was a disappointing one to watch back. I thought the whole day was disappointing. Thanks. It was weather. Yeah. I I Company. Like, I feel like I, yeah, I, feel like I didn't have a good time. And it's not often you can even usually when we lose in a way game and come away saying I had a good time. Yeah. I didn't even feel, I didn't even feel like that. I know Aston and Dolan felt felt the same. Yeah. Like a complete waste of a day. Yeah, the the uh, the only saving grace is that it was it's about twenty five minutes from where I live, and so it wasn't like we went up to Sheffield United. Yeah, and that's lost, true. And so I could still yeah, get even back that. Like we like eight hours travel that that day, and we lost four one. Got absolutely pumped. Mm. But I think me, you, and Rollo still came away from it thinking, oh, at least we've had a decent laugh. Yeah, I didn't even come away from Millwall thinking that. No, there was the weather was so miserable. Yeah, and it was miserable on the on the pitch as well. Obviously, on the pitch as really well. Really bad. Um, and so it was a tough tough gig to play. And having said that, Millwall still beat us. Where they played in the same conditions and they beat us fair and square. I mean, I, I thought Millwall came to Villa Park last season and played very very well. Should have beaten us. It was nil nil, and then they beat us one nil in the return at their place. But it was a dead rubber game. Yeah, at that point. I thought Millwall were terrible. A really awful team. Yeah. For us to be worse than that should be impossible, but it wasn't. We were we were worse. Yeah. That sums it up, I think. It, I think it does. Um there's not a huge amount to say other than if you haven't watched the highlights, don't bother because they are they are dreadful. I mean if you've I'd got love to, to know what they've pulled out. If you it, there's not a lot to it. It's very it ten short. minutes of that. About yeah. Yeah, just they've done well to pull ten minutes. Um, and it, I mean, if you've got to Thursday and you haven't watched the highlights, then there's definitely no point going back unless you're desperate for some Villa action on your international okay, break. Can you imagine Dean Smith sitting back and watching our last game and thinking, "Oh my God, yeah, what have I done? I didn't think it'd be this bad. What did I do?" That's why he's eighteen to one. So let's have a quick look at the table. Villa in fifteenth on fifteen points um, uh, from twelve games, which is it just. Is, is a bit grim reading. Obviously, there's a, there's a few teams around, and again, I feel like I say this every week. We're only four points off the uh, the playoffs, but now ten points off uh, yeah, Sheffield United, who are top. That's starting to get silly again, like last season, isn't it? Where you're just making it really hard to catch the top two, and if that's the aim, I mean, you took me six now. If you offered me six on a play, I'd take it. I think. Yeah, I think so. God. Just don't see us making up ten points. Even yeah. if we we got a wonderful run or something, I just ten points is a lot, isn't it? There's a couple of teams around there who would well, the main one being Stoke, who would have thought that they would be doing better as well. An at awful this point. start. I think yeah. I think I had Stoke to win the league. You did. I had West Brom. I'm looking all right. Yeah. At the moment, I'm looking at this though, and looking at the teams that are around us at the moment. Right, Birmingham felt like they didn't win a game for a, lot, a long time. They're only a point off us. Yeah. Now Stoke had an awful start. They're ahead of us. Like it's just not pre-reading, is it? But at least now we can go into it feeling positive about the future. I think we've got the right, the right manager to take us up the, tab- the table. Now it's still relatively early days, isn't it? But three wins from 12, one win in the last 11 is very poor. Yeah, uh, yeah. De- very disappointing. So Sheffield United top and West Brom a point behind them. And then Leeds, Borough, Forest and Sheffield Wednesday. None of them a particular surprise take maybe Sheffield Wednesday I think um, I mean we've lost the same amount of games as Sheffield United just shows you that draws kill you yeah yeah eight wins for Sheffield United compared to Villa's three that's been our problem the whole time in the championship it's not particularly getting beat because that 
does happen in the championship. Mm-hmm. Anyone can be anyone. I know it's very cliche what I've just said. Yeah. But it's draws that that kill us. We need to start turning those draws into into wins. Yeah, I, I, it's totally true. But having said that, we could have lost some of those draws. We didn't. We haven't deserved to win any any of these recent games. I oh, mate, we were incredibly lucky to beat Wigan first home game of the season. Yeah. Three two and. We were poor we, against Hull. Even we beat them three-one, but they were poor as well. We deserved to win that game, but it wasn't a strong show. I thought it was a pretty doggy away performance. That what? Ugly. Uh, yeah, ugly. Yeah. But they did what they needed to do. Yeah. In that game, Brentford was the best best we've played. The the two-two, but even then we were relying on a stoppage time. Yeah. Goal Preston. The other day was a stoppage time goal. Like we've, we've, the, we've scored a lot of late goals. Well, the thing that's so disappointing is we've played so many teams around the bottom: Ipswich, Reading. Yeah, can we uh, get our fixtures up actually, just to look, just to look at. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not ideal. I think December's a particularly bad month, if I recall, the, when the fixtures were announced. Let's have a look here. Well, that's a horrible way of doing it, BBC. Yeah, BBC are, are pretty ugly. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a rank December, isn't it? So we've got Borough away, uh, West Brom away, Stoke at home, Leeds at home, Swansea away, and then finish with Preston on the 29th. So, I mean, Swansea's a tough Boxing Day trip. I think those first two games of December, Middlesbrough, that, West Brom away. That's a, that, I mean, Stoke should Stoke are on the up, and they'll... They'll probably well, might be on the up by then, though. Yeah, but this is a this. You, you think the first, well, the first five games there: Borough, Albion, uh, Stoke, and Leeds, and Swansea will all ho- be hoping for at least a playoff finish, if not better. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a real test of our metal. And good job that we've got uh, Smith in, who's hopefully embedded his philosophy by that point, and we're playing well. Gives us a couple of months. Um, November. Let's work backwards, man. It's completely. <laughs> I'm just having a look. Derby and Forest in November as well. So, um, we, we've given away. Uh, yeah, Derby, of course. We've got a. We've given away a lot of points to lower, lower end teams. And, yeah. And now we're going to have to. We're going to have to prove our metal if we're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, that's fair. I have nothing else to expand on with that. I think what you said is, it's, it's frustrating. Is you look at the games that have just dwindled away, like Ipswich away playing against ten men. Yeah. Uh, God, Preston game in the night when Reading we had a chance to score a penalty in the in the last minute. Like to just, we just never get up to a convincing start, do we, in the championship? Not yet, not yet. And hopefully, well, I mean, obviously, hopefully, we won't have to do it again, but quite possibly we will do. And, and if, we, the, if we do, we do. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. This has got to be a long-term appointment now. People have got to give him time. As I said last week, we can't be applying a new manager, and if things aren't going well after three months, so no, we need a change. This has got to be. This has got to be it now. Yeah, it's got to be it. Who, well, out of the players, who do you think? I'm going to exclude Hogan because I think he's the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be the biggest benefactor of someone who hasn't been in the team or hasn't been having a good time of, it, of Dean Smith coming? Uh, wow. In in the in the immediate future, yeah, just in the next month or so. I feel like Lansbury could have a have a new lease of life. Is he going to get a game? We've got a lot of very good central midfielders. I think still. it really depends because you'd say players that aren't playing at the moment. Because I, I feel like Hurahan's going to have another lease of life. I'm, I'm going to want to show because he has he's been a bit disrespected by Bruce in the the late the. the Early start of this season, which was he got another seemed, assist on Saturday. Totally unfair. Yeah, he did, of course, and. And McGinn's obviously come in and played well, but played like he was injured on played Saturday. Played like he was very, very tired. Um, McGinn is a different ball game playing championship every few days than playing in Scotland, I think. 
I'm really hoping that Neyland will have a, like you said, a, a, a lease of life um, because because he has been poor and, and it's been a tough, tough place to play in goal because no our, our the... defence is so um, is so frail. But he's made some mistakes as well. There's no doubt about oh, yeah, that. Man, he's, um, he's held his hands up and admitted he's made, he's made mistakes. I, I think Bree would probably get, yes. get a, a, yes. a new, a, a, at least. Maybe make that position his own, right? Worth pointing out, he was our best player on on Saturday. Yeah. Really. I'd say he was probably only a six, seven out of ten himself, but at least he was trying to come forward and he looked and he and he looked lively. But I thought he played well, bro. And there was one point where he had a headed chance, um, and it was a, a very good header. He turned it turned it well because it, it came at him fast. He was the only guy in the box. Oh, our right died on that. That's one thing that we didn't point out. Like when we were attacking, there was nobody in the box. Even ever. in the ninety third minute, when Abraham's out wide swinging the crossing, no one there. That's, How could you be chasing a game and have no one in the box? I said this on Twitter. I was watching match of the day uh, on Sunday morning, and Man U coming back. To three to win three two against Newcastle, and every time they attacked, they had four or five players it's in the box. It's absolute overload, isn't it? It's, it's, Chuck everyone in there. Yeah, if you're losing, just go for it. Like you can say, I think people laugh about Fellaini and Manu Marino, but they bring him on. Does the job. He gets himself. He gets himself in the box, and he ruffles feathers, and, yeah. he, and he causes problems. And he, I think that opens up space for the for the other players. Yeah. I think he's a good player. Fellaini, uh, personally. The, the, the last one I want to say, and it's not strictly an answer to your question, but Grealish. I'm hoping yes. that, that Grealish will kick on again. Yeah. Um, be inspired. Obviously, he had the whole Spurs thing in the summer, um, and just hasn't hasn't really shown the quality that he deserves. I, I wonder whether the Southampton, uh, Southampton, the Southgate, uh, bringing in Mason Mount and other. Championship players will again give him another kick on, and then having Dean Smith um, will, will hopefully re-energise Grealish, and we'll see the best of him again. Annoyed me a little bit that Mason Mount called up. Why? I'm not saying Jack deserves to be called up this season because he said himself that he he struggled. Yeah, he's called, they've called up Mason Mount after two months of. Is it, I mean, he's been good. Yeah. Well, from what I've seen of him. He's been good, but the second half of last season, Jack was the best player in the, the league. Yeah, but it's about what have you done for me lately, isn't it? No, no, so I'm saying, I'm not saying he should have been called up now. But, but why didn't we call him up for a friendly last season? Oh, I see That's what, what you I'm mean. saying. Yeah. Why has that shifted now that I, suddenly we can go to the championship but last season we couldn't? I would say because Southgate was a little bit more cautious. Now he's got two years. Yeah, I suppose he's got a bit more freedom now, hasn't he? Exactly. He can, he can really see, okay. see what's going on. Whereas before he had to get something right before the World Cup, he didn't want to bring undue criticism. If, if Grealish had come in and play badly, that kind of, that might have set Grealish back even further. So it might even be protection, one protection of Southgate and two protection of Grealish. Yeah, it's a long way back in, into the squad for him at the moment. I think now Madison's obviously ahead of him doing well. Yeah, in in the Premier League as well. Yeah, um, not too much to say. We're not going to do questions because all of the questions we asked for came before the uh, the Dean Smith appointment. So apologies for that, but hopefully we've answered a few and probably raised a few more questions in the meantime. Uh, Dan, you tweeted this um, Scott Hogan link. Uh, from the Daily Mail talking about how uh, well the headline says my head wasn't completely in it so uh, Hogan's relationship with Bruce I haven't read it completely but he said he, he basically said as a as a man he liked him but as a manager it's very difficult to, it was difficult circumstances for him yeah. to, to try and play he was told he was going to get back in the in the squad this season and he'd been fit for five weeks and there's been nowhere near it's like a lot of broken promises Saying how hard, basically he was just told to work hard up front, and, and, and that was it. Like he was basically saying there was no tactics 
reading between the lines. Going back to your question, Scott Hogan's another one that could massively benefit. I said excluding him. Because, oh, yes, of course you did, yeah. Because he's, he's the obvious one because he's done well under, under Dean Smith. Who would you say? Anyone that I haven't no, I rambled you've covered, through? covered the one. I mean, you've been through the whole whole. <laughs> it's it's going to make a difference. I'd like to, to hedge anyone. my bets. I'd like to be a tra- I'd like to be a trainer when everyone's back from the international break. I bet that I bet that's lively. Mm. I bet that will be. Well, really, you work for really the club, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> According to some people, I don't know how they can say that, but never mind. Uh, never mind. Especially currently. Indeed. So it's a little bit shorter this week because we're not getting into the questions. Um, but I did my my poll. Oh yeah. That made the notes. Have you got the results? Yeah, it's a landslide, mate. Was it? Did you not see? You were at forty percent, and I was I was hovering around twenty five percent. Yeah, nowhere near. I was hoping for a push. No, no push. I was surprised by how many people voted. So uh, at one point, it was it was mooted on the on the questions who should be the next Villa manager out of the Villa View team. Obviously, me, Dan, Rolo, and Dolan went for it. Dan, you win with forty two. Sorry, I was laughing at Rollo's score. Percent of the votes. Uh, I come in second in twenty five percent. Twenty one percent. Dolan. A lot of comments for Dolan. Every so. comment seemed to be Dolan, which I was looking at it thinking, oh my God, Dolan's going to win. I wonder if he's got a few bots. Like Dolan's just got a few people saying, accounts. bring back Dolan. Yeah, exactly. Love Dolan. <laughs> what a guy. Talk sense. No, yeah, exactly. It seemed to be all the same things with Dolan, doesn't it? Terrible shoes. And Rolo finishing up last at 12%. A few people. He was not happy Dave, by the way. Dave Alford saying that he uh, he wouldn't pick Rolo just because he wants him to keep on doing the Villa View, which means by that logic, <laughs> you're the most expendable. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably fair. Um, 955 votes for that, which, which is just a bit. Who bad. would you pick? Oh me! I'm, no, I fancy you can't pick yourself. A bit of a manager. So I would definitely pick myself out of us four as well. Would you? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, I wouldn't. I'm sure the other two would say exactly the same. Rollo, Rollo would pick me. Actually, that's one of the most exciting things about having a son. What being a manager? Yeah, going to be the being the. Gonna be, you don't know. You're not under age manager. manager. He was, he was, oh, his first words were dad, dad, and you'd be like, no. Manager. <laughs> Gaffer. <laughs> yeah. Gaffer. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, that's going to be. My dad was always our, our football manager. Yeah. I always looked up to my dad in that role. So uh, if you had to choose, uh, you, I would pick. Would you? Yeah. No, I wouldn't pick you. Oh, wow. Who would Actually, you pick? I, I mean, it's Dolan's not... a bit erratic. I would I would. I would Dolan's too him. emotional. He's very erratic. His tweets. <laughs> yeah, I think he, has, he, got, he put a tweet out the other day. I won't embarrass him about what he, what he said. He was deleted very, very promptly after he, he got a bit of stick. He's all about the one word tweets at the moment, isn't he? And that will change with, with Dean Smith, but he was, yeah. he was against the regime in the end and, um, and it's all about the one word. The trouble tweet. I have with you as a manager, right, is you'd be get, say you'd get, you'd get James Bray into the dressing room. And he'd be like James. Statistically, in training, according to my notes, you've been the, you've been the you've been the best player this week in training. You're in you're in the team on Saturday. And then you'd look down and you'd be like, Oh no, actually, sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry James. Al Mohammed has been been better than you. Actually, you're not in the team anymore. Uh, I'd worry about things like that with you as a manager and dress sense on the touchline. I don't think that Matt. Some people said that I'd be all suit and tie. I wouldn't actually. I'd be I'd be in the tracksuit. Be in the tracksuit. Yeah, and. Um, I'd pick myself though out of those four. Would you? Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I thought I thought Dolan would run me closer in that because people always seem to like to like Dolan's opinions and the way he acts. I'm surprised to have won by that much. Yeah, so that, for around a thousand votes, that means you picked up four hundred votes essentially. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? That's pretty good. Yeah, well done. Thank I you. I mean, you put it up, so it's your followers. Maybe if I'd put it up, well, the twelve people that by the Villa View, and you, I'm sure I saw that you yeah, retweeted yeah, yeah, yeah. it as well. I mean, Dolan definitely would have retweeted there's it. There's no hiding, thinking he was going to win. Yeah. Saying other comments, Rollo's got to be disappointed with twelve percent though. Yeah, that tough. is low. It's tough. That is really low. Um, right, let's get out of here. Thank you, uh, thank you very much for watching. Do you want to do the outro? 
I kind of started it then. And then You've started it, then so you might as well do. But this is your last chance. If you get it wrong this week, you're not doing them I again. I thought it was good last week. I, just, I only swore then. <laughs> That's how bad it was. It was absolutely trash. I think Kevan texted me saying how bad it was. Well, Kevan should be called out. Cause That's true. Didn't we're, turn we're supposed to, I've, I've never met Kevan Grealish, but we were supposed to meet on Saturday. Didn't just didn't turn up, did you'll, it? You'll soon learn he's not the most reliable of people. Very poor, very poor. Uh, well, thank you very much for watching. Hopefully we've answered your questions on Dean Smith, John Terry. Um, as always, leave your comments in, in underneath Sorry the video. Sorry to interrupt your outro. Ah, see, this I is feel, where it happens. I feel, I feel guilty that it's only 43 minutes, but then I was sitting there thinking... Actually, I've got to go to work now. Yeah. Like, I actually need to do my real job. Yeah. At, at this point, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Uh, let us know if you want us to do early morning podcasts again. I'm not sure it was... Uh... Uh, don't. Don't, because I can't do those. No, that's good. Oh, I thought it was like a regular thing. Now you uh, wanted to do it. At the moment, I'm working from home, which is fine, because I can start working on the train at 9am. Uh, but when I'm in the office, I'm in at yeah. 9 and that doesn't work. The does good it? thing is we've got the, the Dean Smith news out there. Hopefully yeah. Rollo will work some magic and get this out early. I guess we'll know by the time you listen to that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah carry on. Let us know your thoughts on, on the Smith-Terry uh, combination. We'd love, to, we'd love to read them. And obviously, iTunes reviews always great as well so if you do like the content make sure you like subscribe and share it that's awesome we appreciate everything uh, uh, that you do to share the content it's really really nice um, and that's pretty much it it's international break so we'll be back again next week yeah um, we're here every week yeah that's pretty much how it goes so uh, yeah thanks very much for watching up the villa up the villa sports social podcast network